Hello, and welcome into another edition of Not Just Another Sports Podcast, brought to you by Arrowhead Live. I am your co-host, Price Carter, and joining me as always is our co-host, Christian Amesworth. Okay, well, this is, you know, here's the thing. There's some games, like, I just have a hard time getting really excited to talk about the second matchup between the Chiefs and Broncos in Week 15. Some people are all about that, you know, breaking down the pregame stuff, but when it comes to a game like this, it's really fun to truly break down the teams and who has the advantage where. So we are going to do a position group by position group breakdown of the AFC championship or, Oh, excuse me, Freudian slip. AFC divisional round here. Um, <laughs> just, you know, who has the edge at each position and, you know, we're going to try to be as unbiased as possible. I, I feel like we do a pretty good job here of not being complete homers. Yes. We do talk chiefs a lot, but we're also not afraid to admit when our players aren't as good as other players. So let's start at what is a very important position. Let's start with head coach. So Sean McDermott versus Andy Reid, who has the edge? I think you got to give it up to Andy Reid. Dude's been the best offensive mind in the NFL since he's been here, essentially, since he's been in the league, I mean. Um, Sean McDermott is a very good coach, though. Agreed. Um, I went back and watched the AFC Championship a little bit. One of the things that was super underplayed about that game is McDermott settling for a couple of field goals and fourth and short on their, you know, on their end of the field on around the 20 yard line. McDermott's a defensive guy. They've got the defense playing great, but I don't think that he's quite as aggressive as Andy is. I don't think, you know, obviously he doesn't have those, you know, if we're talking about offensive minds, obviously Andy Reid over Brian Dable. So overall it's got to go to Andy. And that's not even including the resume that Andy has over McDermott. McDermott is a very good coach. It's just that he happens to be going against one of the greatest coaches of all time. All right, let's do the one everyone wants to do quarterback. Who would you rather have the current version of, Allen or Mahomes? I think there's honestly an, an okay argument to say Josh Allen, especially after that game that they had last week. But right now, Patrick Mahomes, man, and not being a homer, being as unbiased as I could possibly be, uh, Patrick Mahomes, I think, had maybe a little bit tougher of a an opponent on Sunday, even though that seems I mean Bill Belichick you know uh Mike Tomlin the way those teams were playing I think the Steelers maybe even put up a little bit bigger of a fight than the Patriots actually did so I'm gonna go with Patrick Mahomes I am um you know I here's the thing when it comes down to one game any one game I think Josh Allen can be the better quarterback because when Josh Allen Josh Allen has every throwing capability that Mahomes has as far as the angles, as far as the ability to rifle it in there, as far as the deep ball, he has all of that ability. And then he offers so much more on the running game. I mean, he is, you know, he looks like prime Cam Newton out there running the ball in any one game. He can be that and be truly more of a weapon than Mahomes is. Are you, However, are you being sarcastic right now? No, no, okay. like seriously. Okay, all right. Yeah, Sorry. no, seriously. Like you got I mean, a bite, man. No, you, you uh, you led that up perfectly. I no, was here's about to the counts th- on you, man. Here's the thing. You can't count on getting that from Josh Allen every game, and that's the difference between Mahomes and Josh Allen is that Mahomes has proven to be more consistent over a longer period of time. 
Mahomes has lows. We've saw some of those this year, the first of his career, but the lows aren't as low. Now, I don't think the highs are quite as high because Josh Allen can do what Mahomes did, you know, 500, you know, five touchdowns, 400 yards in a playoff game, and then also give you 120 on the ground and a TD. He little he can do that. He offers a complete different thing, but I just don't think in this situation that we are going to get perfect Josh Allen. Perfect Josh Allen can absolutely be on the same platform as Mahomes, but I don't think we're going to get it. Part of it is because I think we just got it, and I don't like their chances of replicating that twice. I don't like the chances of them coming into Kansas City. I, I don't like how they match up with some of the things that the Chiefs do on defense as far as pass rush goes. And I think that Spagnuolo's kind of had, I don't want to say had his number because they definitely put up a big number in week five, but I think Spagnuolo's done some things that are successful against them. So I'm just going to give the slightest nod to Mahomes because I think we stand the best chance of seeing a better version of Patrick Mahomes in this game. Well put. Very well put. Running backs. This is where we kind of have to start getting out the roster here a little bit. So running backs for the Chiefs, you're looking at CEH, you're looking at Daryl, you're looking at Jarek McKinnon and Derek Gore. For the Bills, you're looking at Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, and that's really, I mean, they, they barely run the ball. Matt Rita's there as well. Um, he was someone I wanted the Chiefs to sign. Um, for me, this group, you know, I, you got to give the nod to the Chiefs here as far as I think that there's more potential and what the Chiefs have. Um, Devin Singletary is better than people think. Zach Moss is, a, you know, a favorite dynasty fantasy football guy pick. But, you know, Jarek McKinnon can, can break a game. Clyde Edwards-Alaire has literally been a large part of the reason why the Chiefs have beat the Bills in the last calendar year or last year or two in the game up in Buffalo. And Daryl Williams has added a lot to this too. I'm going to take the running backs from the Chiefs over the Bills. See, and this is where we will have our first disagreement because I think the Bills kind of have the edge here. People look at Devin Singletary, they hear his name, they think fantasy football. Oh, that guy that averages 10 points a game. Well, this guy is actually, I think, maybe a better version of Clyde Edwards-Alaire, or at least the Clyde Edwards-Alaire that we've seen so far. I mean, he catches out of the backfield. He's very, very good between the tackles, very patient runner. Um, and then you look at Zach Moss and Matt Breida. I think Matt Breida is a good change of pace back. I think he can come in, give you an explosive play, like Jarek McKinnon. And I think we've seen more of Matt Breida this year. Jarek McKinnon has had essentially no no significant playing time I think that there's a more experienced maybe a little bit hot or a more top heavy running back room for the Bills I think that they they might have the edge here yeah it's it's definitely close um you know I think Clyde is kind of the wild card there because if you get the best version of Clyde I think he's probably a little bit better than what they have there but you know, that's kind of doing some work. Let's move to the offensive line. Um, this one, this one's closer than I think people might think. Running left to right for the Bills, you've got, um, you have Darnell, Darnell, or Deion Dawkins, excuse me, Deion Dawkins. You have at left guard, Ryan Bates. You've got former chief Mitch Morris at center. You have Daryl Williams, not the running back at right guard. And then you have at right tackle, scrolling 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 sorry I don't have the entire Bills offensive line memorized I apologize 
Uh, oh, it's, Spencer, it's Spencer Brown. Spencer Brown. Yeah, Spencer yeah. Brown. We got Spencer Brown. So, um, you know, obviously for the Chiefs, Orlando Brown, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, and I, Andrew Wiley. Um, my observation is, is that the, the Bills are better at where it's the most important, and that's left tackle. Um, Dawkins, Deion Dawkins is better than Orlando Brown. Um, and I think, you know, Mitch, we know Mitch Morris is a pretty good center. But other than that, I, you know, I, I'm going to lean towards the Chiefs. The Chiefs have two elite offensive linemen on the interior, three, depending on your opinion of Trey Smith. Obviously, Andrew Wiley. Andrew Wiley is probably the worst offensive lineman out of all the offense, out of all 10 players. But he's not that far away from Spencer Brown. Trey Smith is certainly an upgrade over Williams. Creed is the best center in football. Joe Tooney is one of the best left guards in football. And Orlando Brown isn't super far away from Deion Dawkins. He, you know, left tackle super important, but I'm going to give the slight edge to the Chiefs offensive line. Yep, I agree with you. It's it really comes down to to all the across the board talent, and I feel like the Chiefs just have they check more boxes. Center, who's got a better center? Chiefs do. Left guard, Chiefs. Right guard, Chiefs. There's even an argument to be made. I, I know people like to hate on Andrew Wiley. He's actually not as bad as he was in last year's Super Bowl. He's come in and been very very serviceable. He had a couple of really tough, uh, tough matchups this year with like Max Crosby, TJ Watt, and and he did a very, very good job with them. So I just think that there, there, there really isn't an argument there for for the Bills, but the Chiefs, I, I don't know, they're 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 I think they have a hand. Uh, it, they're much better. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, okay, this one, this one's not particularly close. Wide receiver core, Emmanuel Sanders. Cole Beasley, Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis, Isaiah McKenzie versus Tyreek Hill, McCole Hardman, Byron Pringle. Uh, who else am I missing from the Chiefs? Demarcus Robinson. Robinson. Um, yep. And Doris Fountain, who is apparently who they're running out there now. Um, this isn't close. Bills, Bills by a lot. Not close. Yep. Yeah. Now yep. Diggs versus Hill. That one's pretty close. I, I think you got to go Tyreek because Tyreek gets in the end zone a lot more than Stephon Diggs. Um, Tyreek has Tyreek has like almost twelve. I think he, I, last time I looked, it was like twelve more touchdowns than Stephon Diggs. And Stephon Diggs entered the league before Tyreek, and Tyreek also spent his first season as like a special teams player and like hybrid running back, whereas Diggs has been a pure wide receiver the whole time. Yeah, well, and I think that Tyreek has maybe even been a little bit more consistent over his entire career this year was one of his down years if you could even call it that he still had over 1100 yards so Stefan Diggs this was also kind of a down year for him not quite uh not quite the same but yeah he had 1200 yards so maybe maybe it wasn't a down year for him anyway he both very very good you could say it's a toss-up I got to give the edge to Tyreek but other than that man I'd love to have Emmanuel Sanders on this team right now. That's the, their wide the, receiver core is the familiar heartbreak, deeper. the familiar heartbreak of chiefs. It's been like two or three times we've tried to get Emmanuel Sanders moving to the defense. Um, this one is interesting. PFF really likes the bills defensive line. There's, there's some good players here. Jerry Hughes at edge, Ed Oliver on the interior. Um, 
they have Gregory Russo on the edge, their draft pick, and then Harrison Phillips is the other interior defensive lineman. Statistically, PFF likes them over a lot more over Frank Clark, Chris Reed, or Chris Jones, Jaron Reed, and Melvin Ingram. Um, this, I mean, maybe you can call me a homer. This is where I'm going to go with how I feel more than what the stats tell me. Stats tell me that the Bills have a better defensive line, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Um, Melvin Ingram is still getting a lot of pressure off the edge. Chris Jones is the best defensive lineman out of all these players. Um, Ed Oliver's pretty solid. I, you know, I think that Jaron Reed does a lot to add in the run game. And, you know, I think playoff Frank Clark is a real thing. And I, I'm going to give the slight pass rush edge in a game that's going to be dominated by the pass, I believe, to the Chiefs defensive line. Yep, same here. Chris Jones, obviously, far and away the best defensive line player on both of these teams. I think even maybe uh, Ingram is, is better than their draft pick, Greg Rousseau. He, he does a very, very good job at, at setting the edge, playing well against the, the pass and the run. And I think it's the Chiefs is maybe a little bit deeper, right? I mean, you go in, Mike Dana is not a bad replacement player on the edge. He, I don't want him starting, but if he's coming in in the rotation, we saw him get a sack last week. You know, he, he can play very, very well. I think the Chiefs D-line is, is what you have to go with here. Moving to linebacker, um, Matt Milano, Tremaine Edmonds, and uh, this other? AJ Klein are the Bills linebackers. And then for the Chiefs, you know, th- this is kind of getting into what package do they run. Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, um, and Anthony Hitchens throwing a little bit of Ben Neiman here. Uh, this one, Neither team really has a, you know, a glowing linebacker core, which kind of speaks to a little bit of how not important the position is. I'm going to go with the Bills here. Matt Milano is a pretty highly rated coverage linebacker. He's thought of pretty highly. Tremaine Edmonds as well does pretty well in coverage. He's not had as great of a season this year, but, um, you know, I would feel better about this for the Chiefs if the Chiefs put Willie Gay on the field more, but I just feel like he's constantly never on the field enough until they get rid of Anthony Hitchens. Um, and you know, it seems like they're kind of choosing Nick Bolton over Willie Gay at times. I do think, you know, long-term, I like the Chiefs linebacker core much more, but for this game, I'm going to have to go with the Bills. Yeah. And, and I'm going to say the Bills as well. The, you talked about Willie Gay there for a second. You don't even play like 25% of the snaps on Sunday. I know that's outrageous. That's egregious. It, it's very frustrating that they take Willie Gay off the field and put Ben Neiman on the field for third down and like dime packages because that's like should be where he shines like if you're telling me i have to pick one player at the linebacker position to make a play in the passing game i want that to be willie gay Dude, willie gay has two interceptions this year two yeah as, a, two, as a yeah. as a linebacker that is barely even playing a rotational role yeah if you two more than ben neiman's ever had in his whole career yep right Dude, but willie gay is everything you want ben neiman to be so that's all that i'll say we can go on to defensive backs or something okay so uh yeah so corner i mean this is well let's be honest here this is going to be pretty easy to tell who's going to win this levi wallace dane jackson tron johnson tredavious white got hurt um he's out for the year a really good corner was actually who the chiefs could have taken if they had not traded up for Mahomes. i'm going to take a shot in the dark and say we're all okay with that um over 
Legereus Sneed, Traverius Ward, Mike Hughes, Rashad Fenton. Um, this is probably a little bit closer than you might think it is without Tredavious White, but I'm still going to go with the Bills. I think that the Bills just – the Tron, Tron Johnson's playing really well. Um, Levi Wallace is pretty competent. Dane Jackson's all right. Um, you know, he's not super highly rated, but I think that that corner group is just – you know, I, I think that we see sometimes one-on-one with the Chiefs. I think the corners are protected a lot by Steve Spagnolo, And I think taking them at what they are, I would rather have the corner groups from the Bills. I'll have to disagree with you on this one. Uh, Sneed, I think, is, is far and away the best out of all of these guys. He possesses all of the tools that you need in a, in a great cornerback, and he's been playing very, very well. You look at Traverius Ward even. He's been mossed a lot over the past couple of games. He's been in position every single one of those times. And at some point you have to say, hey, man, turn your damn head around, get it around quicker. Maybe you'll have a few picks. I still think he's, he's a pretty competent cornerback. And, and I won't say that he's as good as Terrion Johnson, but I think he's better than their number two. And if, you, if you're going to go, who's, who has the better one, who has the better two, I think the Chiefs have both of them. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Chiefs. Okay. Lastly, safety. This one I think is probably the place that the Bills might be one of the best teams in the NFL, uh, if not the best safety tandem. You've got to give it to the Bills. Um, Mike, uh, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, excellent safety tandem. Um, really good in coverage, can come up and play the run. You know, compared to Thornhill and Matthew, who's not bad, Although Matthew's had kind of a down year for him. I think he's honestly protecting himself a little bit for free agency, trying not to get hurt. So I'm going to take, I'm taking the bills as well. Yeah. I, I got to go with the bills. Just they're so talented back there at safety. And, and honestly, safety is starting to become one of the most important positions on the football field. Like, especially with like Tyron Matthew and our defense, he does everything. You can have him come down, play slot cornerback. They, they do that with Jordan Poyer. They do that with Micah Hyde. So th- these, these are safeties that can play multiple positions, are very, very good at, at all the positions that they play, and can really pose a threat. And I just remembered we forgot tight end, um, but that's, uh, that's uh, what we call chalk. Now, I do understand that, yeah. you know, there's Dalton Knox and there's other players, but it ain't close. Travis Kelsey's going to be one of the top two or three to ever do it. It's, it's the Chiefs, and it's not close. Yeah, I, Honestly, I think the time to start talking about that is now. Start, start appreciating what you're seeing right now to Travis Kelsey, if you haven't already. He is maybe the greatest. The, la- tight end the, last, step for Ke- the last step for Kelsey to become the greatest to ever do it, it's just going to be the longevity, and he's going to have to kind of adapt more to the basketball, box players out, red zone target type of guy. Because, he, you know, as far as the yardage goes, that's going to come with time. You know, if he plays as long as Tony Gonzalez did – if he plays another six, five or six years, that's going to come. It's the touchdowns. It's the one category that he's a little bit behind, like Gronk and some of those other guys, Antonio Gates. That's going to be the one thing that he has to develop to just like undoubtedly become one of the greatest of all time at that position. It's just getting more red zone targets and boxing guys out. But overall, um, you know, I, I, these rosters are really even. And when it comes to picking this game, to me, it is just going to come down to, are, I think the Chiefs are better 
at some of the most important spots and that's head coach and quarterback. And I, I picked both sides of the trenches for the chiefs. And I, I think that that's truly going to make a difference in this game. I think yeah. that a lot well, of us and- are, are expecting this game to be a blowout or not a blowout, but be a high fire, high firing event. And I'm not necessarily sure that's going to be true. I really think that the Chiefs are going to come out here and try to go back to what they did a couple, the first time they played Buffalo in 2020. I think that they might actually try to slow the game down a little bit and kind of, you know, do the thing that everyone says they always try to do to Mahomes, try to keep that offense on the sideline a little bit. I think that they want to get that defense who is all geared up to stop the pass to start creeping up and then start doing it. Ultimately, I do think this game will end in a high score, but I think we're going to look down at the end of the first half and be like, how is this high firing game? 10 seven. Um, and you know, I, I, that's a compliment to the chiefs defense as well. I don't ultimately think that they're going to be able to keep it down that long. Cause I think Allen running the ball is going to be a problem for them. I, you know, I think that Dawson Knox gets him once, but um, you know, this, this game, man, I, here's the thing. I can't pick a tie, right. Cause that would be literally the most obnoxious shit ever, but it's hard. It's really hard. I, give me chiefs. Bill Chiefs over Bills 3130. Okay. Wow. Yeah. You you definitely did not go super high scoring there. Uh dude, I, I think that you you might have changed my take on this because I, I was kind of falling into that narr- narrative as well. That high scoring, neither defense is going to be able to hold them. When I think back to the last playoff game we played against the Bills, what was the one thing we did extremely well? It was run the football. And that was with a battered offensive line starting Mike Rimmers, Allegretti, and Wiley, I believe. So if we were running over them with those guys, and now we have guys like Orlando Brown, Trey Smith, Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Andrew Wiley again. Like this is a this is a game plan. I think we can we can sort of start to lean on the run a little bit more, especially with the emergence of Jarek McKinnon, like have him come in and break a few yards or break a few runs for like 20 or 30 yards. They'll drop out of that too high safety. They, they love to play it. They'll drop out of it and start playing up because they do not want to get their teeth kicked in again. And once they do that, the rest becomes easy. Once the running opens up the passing and, and I think that's exactly what it's going to be. I'm going to go with, I don't want to pick your exact score either now, but I'll say 31-24. Yeah. All right. 31-24. Chiefs. Yeah. And and one thing that I think we need to remember is that there's completely a scenario that the Bills just mollywop their way to the Super Bowl. I mean, if they play the way that they did last week or even close, they are a juggernaut. And if we're sitting here next week talking about mock drafts, it's going to really suck and it will really hurt. And this is where losing the one seed really stings because the difference between taking this week off and then playing at home against Cincinnati and not having to face the bills is all the difference. Right. And this, this is where it really hurts. But, you know, all I, all I want to say is that this is not a colossal failure or disaster. If the chiefs losing the divisional to the bills, this is a great team. And this is a team also that has been designed to beat the Chiefs. Like they are built from the back front. They, you know, they have lots of long, lengthy edge rushers. I mean, this this is a this is a tr- tough, tough matchup. So 
I'm not going to be picking myself off the floor if the Chiefs don't win this game. Now, I'll be frustrated, no doubt. But in the long run, I don't think there's any shame in losing to this team because a lot of people have this team going to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. It, b- before we head out here, I, I want to throw one more question to you. After seeing what we saw against the Steelers in the Bills-Patriots game, if both of these offenses are firing at their very best, which one of them do you think is better? Right now, I, I think it's the Bills. And I think it's the Bills for a couple of reasons. One, they have more ways they can hurt you. You know, Devin Singletary, you pick that their running attack. The, the, they've got good running backs. Josh Allen is a complete game changer as a runner. They've got a tight end that's like, you know, 75, 80% of Kelsey. They've got three wide receivers, two of which are beyond, way beyond what the Chiefs have to offer. And they've got Diggs, who is, you know, 90% of Tyreek Hill. The offensive line is, you know, not as good, but isn't terrible. That offense, when it's when it's humming right, it, it's really impossible to stop because, you know, it, it's the classic, you know, you forget about Emmanuel Sanders, you forget about Gabriel Davis, and he's streaking down the sideline one-on-one. You know, there's – and even Isaiah McKenzie is pretty decent. There, there's just – there's too many, too many guys on that offense – and you're going to get hurt. Yep. I, I would agree with you. I would agree with you. And, and I think if you look at the other side of the ball as well, I think that if the bills and the chiefs are playing their best, I think the bills also have an edge over the chiefs in that regard as well. That's just to preface. I'm, I'm just going to reiterate what you said. This is if, if we lose to the bills, which I, I don't think that we will, but if we do, this is a very, very good bills team. We do have, a, we, I think should and are the favorites to win the game. It is okay if that does not happen. So this is, this would be a respectable loss. Absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast. As always, Um, we appreciate your feedback, positive and negative. If you send us something mean, we might read it on the podcast. As always, you can follow me at price a Carter on Twitter and Christian at C breezy underscore edits. Thanks for listening to not just another sports podcast. See you guys.